worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. It's part two of the Murder Hornets. They're back. Uh, it's Steve with you. Okay, no, yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Pump the brakes. Whoa, whoa. They're not back. Uh, they're not really here. I mean, at least here as far as Fort McMurray goes. Um, and, of course, a question mark as far as how many are actually in B.C. and in Washington. They have been spotted. There have been isolated cases but it's not as easy as uh, as all that to figure out, apparently. Apparently. That is why there's now an army of hornet hunters. That's just as cool as saying murder hornet, I say. I, I, I got to imagine. Being a hornet hunter, I, I picture, like, being all decked out in tactical gear. Being all badass, all all black in color because I don't know because it helps you sneak around at night even though these are bugs and you work during the day. I don't really know, uh, but uh, you know I was starting to speculate with this with my significant other, and we we're like, I mean, is it genetically modified like insects? Are they putting other insects to bat with the hornets, or is it like a newly introduced species? Because that always goes just so well. And uh, no, it turns out it's just just some people, like a lot of people. It is an army. It's it's hundreds and hundreds of people throughout BC and Washington who have kind of volunteered to be weird and just put out traps and check them in their backyard. I know, it's not as exciting as murder hornets and hornet hunters, but the science, I guess, part of it is that they're an invasive species, but they're also like a dangerous apex predator to bees and things, not so much to us. But that means that they're kind of rare. It's hard to spot them unless everybody's looking out for them. Problem there is that people get really messed up by the media and the news and get freaked out, and they think that every single little bug that they're seeing is a murder hornet. In the meantime, I'm just happy that those who said the murder hornet storyline, the plot line established in 2020 earlier in the year did not have full conclusion. Okay, maybe we're not at closure point yet, but still part two is here. So maybe we'll have part three by the end of the year. A day-long virtual charity festival called Detour is going to be happening everywhere this Saturday, August 15th. And, you know, from several locations throughout New York and uh, from a lot of artists' own homes, but still streaming to the entire planet, uh, hosted by Morrison Hotel Gallery. This festival is posting performances from a huge list, including Ringo Starr, Slash, Gavin Rossdale, Macy Gray, Cheap Trick, John Oates, AWOL Nation, and over a dozen more. Uh, it'll be free to stream on YouTube, with viewers encouraged to donate to Music Cares and the National Independent Venues Association. Meanwhile, Metallica has been sharing concerts from the vault every Monday since lockdowns began, but now they're preparing for their first live show of 2020. Sort of. They're going to be on stage again. It is going to be a live show, but it's going to be the first, the inaugural performance with the Encore Drive-In Nights at Drive-Ins and Outdoor Theaters throughout North America on August 29th. 
Sadly, we don't have one of those anywhere nearby, but I'm sure the show is going to be made available online post uh, actual live event. As well, the Foo Fighters, speaking of live events, uh, many were hoping, hoping that by the latter part of 2020, the Van Tour, which was celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Foo Fighters' original tour, was going to be happening. Unfortunately, the Foo Fighters have officially canceled it. I don't know if they're going to be picking things back up in 2021, but... That's your music news for today. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. The bubble strategy sports leagues are kind of using and, and learning from uh, is maybe being eyed as a way to allow us to have more concerts once again. But no, I mean like an actual bubble concert where everybody's like in a bubble suit. You know, people would be like sneaking things into the concert, filling their bubbles, not being able to even watch the show anymore. Like, like a bubble machine, like a bubble maker. What do you think I was... What do you think I was talking about? No, actually, there's kind of like something similar that has been eyed. I I saw just a month or two ago, and I just couldn't tell. It was was a high-tech presentation about like a a concert event encounter suit. And it was just so well done that I was like, it seems like it's fake. It seems like it's a joke, but but somebody put a lot of time and effort and money into this. If it is real, well, what what they were proposing is that it would be an encounter suit that basically you wear around the top half of your body, kind of seals around the, the, the belt line but uh, you would be able to use your hands you'd be able to move around and stuff and it even has like an air conditioning cooling system Uh, you'd be able to have like there's two little sections within this particular design that hold canisters one could be a canister of, uh, of liquids one could be a canister of vape you could mix and match that stuff and I'm just thinking what a world we live in Honestly, I don't know if I'd go with the encounter suit. I would do the bubble, though. I would do the bubble. What do you think? Uh, an encounter suit to go to a show, like, fully encased in plastic and lights and things. I just, I still can't figure out if that's the least metal thing I've ever heard of or maybe the most metal thing. You might have heard about this bear, this teddy bear specifically, that went missing in the Vancouver area. Mara Soriano is the name of the woman who owned this bear. And what is the significance of this teddy bear to an adult woman? Well... Here's the part where you start to mist over just a little bit. The bear uh, contained the last and only recording of the last message from her now late mother. So her 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 mother no longer with her in life. Bear has the only recording uh, of the last thing that she said to her daughter. And the bear goes missing. The bear gets stolen. This got a lot of attention, even to the point of Ryan Reynolds jumping on of it, uh, the great Canadian that he is. And uh, he ponied up $5,000 and some of his uh, proud aviation gin as a reward with, like, no questions asked for just the safe return of the bear. And this guy, of course, caught on. A lot of people noticed and, and s- spread the message, signal boosted that sucker. But uh, still, uh, you know, no questions asked. Who knows where this bear went, but it has come home. That's the good news. It has come home. Not only that, but local radio station over in Vancouver actually helped her to record that message from the bear and clean it up a little bit and then get it onto several different devices and get it backed up so that even if the bear should go missing or should the batteries die, whatever happens, she will still have this recording. It's a little bit too beautiful. Uh, in the words of, of Ryan Reynolds when he spoke about offering this $5,000 prize, I think we all need this bear to come home and now that i've seen that this bear has come home and mara is happy again yeah i think we definitely did tuesday he was enjoying himself at a particular location where people tend to go to um well be clothing optional relax in 
a natural state. And this man was in his most natural state. This man was in the nude. And unfortunately, a wild boar decided that uh, a bag containing his laptop would be the perfect thing to bite onto and abscond with, to steal and run away. So then a series of photos has now made internet gold of a nude man chasing down a boar and the boar's two baby boars with this yellow bag containing a laptop through the wilds. This is the perfect opportunity for another edition of The Punch Lineup. Naked man chases laptop stealing boar near Berlin. Getting it back was real grunt work. Naked man chases laptop stealing boar around a lake near Berlin. Title fight, the buff Berliner versus the swine from the Rhine. Naked man chasing a laptop stealing boar through uh, around a lake in Berlin. The lake will be clothed until further notice. Naked man chases laptop stealing boar near Berlin. Chasing it down was a very difficult tusk. We don't really see any signs of our own municipality perhaps adopting a mandatory mask policy. But it might happen eventually. We might see it, especially as we see just down to the south in Edmonton. It has come into play uh, in all uh, indoor spaces, on public transport. And, you know, it's the nitty gritty. There's other details. But they have made this mandatory uh, thing happen. And then they also took the next step, which makes zero sense to me. They're giving out exemption cards. Basically, a card that you can pull out at a business and be like, I am exempt from needing to wear a mask because of XYZ, right? This makes sense for people with legitimate disabilities. I just don't really truly believe, I don't want to wear one, is a disability. That's a choice. That's a choice. In my opinion, there's already an exemption card for those individuals. It's called not going where you're required to wear a mask, making that choice for yourself. Otherwise, I totally think that an exemption card does make sense. There are many people out there who can't for several reasons, whether physical, you know, breathing issues, or maybe it's a mental thing where it's going to give you serious and debilitating anxiety. These are legitimate reasons, but I stress and repeat myself once again, I don't want to wear one is not a disability. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Smash Mouth is now getting some attention after performing in front of a huge crowd in South Dakota. Footage showing a lot of people face-to-face, shoulder-to-shoulder uh, shoulder in the hundreds, maybe even thousands. It's at a 10-day biker rally event uh, in South Dakota. The band is just one of several uh, tapped to appear, and it is expected to draw in over 250,000 people throughout the course of the event, making it the single largest event in the United States since the pandemic began. And Weird Al has got a new book. Al Yankovic's longtime friend and collaborator John Schwartz is the photographer behind Black and White and Weird All Over, the perfectly titled book filled with never-before-seen photos of Weird Al from 1983 to 86. And it's coming out on October 27th. And that is your music news for today. It was this date, August 11th, 2019, that the weather catcher was no longer erect in the sky and not doing a whole lot of anything. Uh, and instead, it was uh, detached down on the ground and soon to be dismantled and presumably melted down for scrap. I still think that would have been the coolest thing to do. A commemorative uh, come get your ring here for those who actually care enough about this stupid weather catcher thing to remember the history of making fun of it ad nauseum. Um, and so this being the one year mark since it was taken down and since it was gone but not forgotten, let's forget this sucker and never speak of it ever again. Sound good? Wednesday.
We were asking today what the strangest item that you've found inside a second-hand item is. I mean, clothing, books, furniture, whatever. Uh, I myself, uh, me and my significant other, got a second-hand couch last night. New to us, a uh, great improvement, and it was kind of, you know, one stover with the cleaning, but we decided to get right in there with the nitty-gritty cleaning as, you know, you're bringing it into your house for the first time, and... All of a sudden, the vacuum cleaner goes search a clackle, 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 clackle. We pull the hose out, and it's still going clackle, clackle, clackle. Turn the turn the vacuum off. Give it a shake, clackle, clank. Give it a shake, 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 clackle, clank. And then a pair of nail clippers falls out. So that's where those got to, huh? That's where they ended up. Um, now I'm asking, what have you found? And we got a text message from Sylvia saying, now it wasn't like a windfall amount of money, but just a couple years ago, got a, at a garage sale or some find like that, a piece of furniture, and inside one of the drawers was a stash drawer. You know, like we lift up a, a thinner sheet of wood and there's a little space under there. And there was some cash. Nice, like I said, not a ton of cash, but old enough to contain paper $2 Canadian bills. Been a minute since those have been in circulation. So, a uh, very interesting find. We also got uh, a message from Kayla saying she bought a bag off of a buy and sell a few years ago, and the lady had kept all of her IDs in it and some personal photos. Hadn't quite cleaned it out yet. So, Kayla gets in touch and says, hey, you want to meet back up and get your stuff back? And suddenly, this is the biggest inconvenience to original seller, saying she didn't even say thanks or anything. Snatched it from her hand and walked away. Meanwhile, April says she bought a brand new couch from a furniture store. The store closed down soon after the purchase, and she's not surprised why, because she found a dog bone within the couch. <laughs> and they don't have a dog. So, April, yeah, I think maybe, uh... Maybe you've got a bone to pick with the people who sold you that. That's all I've got to say. Let me know. Join the conversation online. Call or text at 780 Cruise. The strangest thing that you've found hidden, lost, forgotten within a secondhand buy. ABBA is announcing they are back in the studio recording new music. They had announced two brand new songs in 2018 and a reunion tour to boot, but the tour had to be canceled this year, obviously, and now the band is promising five brand new tracks coming in 2021, adding three to the two and a new reunion tour strategy as yet to be unveiled for next year. The birthplace of gospel music sound was nearly destroyed by a storm this week. Uh, the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Chicago currently only has two of the standard four walls following powerful windstorms. This is after the landmark was affected by fire in 2006, but the building has been earmarked for the site of a gospel music museum as a historical location, but so far only the fundraising stage was in action. This will undoubtedly speed up and affect those efforts, so uh, more news to come I eventually. And that is your music news for this morning. Thursday. What is a dish that people seem to love, people just adore, and you just do not understand it whatsoever? I, I did have a girlfriend uh, once who did not understand pesto at all. I myself am a deep lover of all things pasta, and pesto is oh, near the tippy top of the most delicious of them all, and I'm a big fan. And so, I mean, naturally, it just wasn't going to work out, right? But for me, my, my issue is biscuits and gravy. A little story about wanting to try this out. I'd seen it in movies and on TV and never just really had the opportunity to grab biscuits and gravy in my life growing up. So as a uh, young adult, going to Las Vegas for the first time, I found myself staying at the MGM Grand in the MGM Grand Buffet. And that isn't just because it's called the MGM Grand. Like, the buffet itself is huge. And one of the trays had some biscuits in it. Some simple dried biscuits. And beside it was this white 
material that looked like it could have been this mystical white sauce that goes on biscuits and gravy. My mind tells me that gravy's brown, but I was game. I was open to it. I wanted to try this out, so I put onto my plate two of these country biscuits, and I slopped a little bit of this white gravy stuff on top of it, went back to my table, took a little slice out of it, made sure I had some of the gravy on there, popped a bite into my mouth, and I spat it back out, and I realized right then and there that this is not really food. (laughs) At least not for me. This does not constitute. Really all it is is dried biscuits that you use the white food lube to get down into your stomach. It's really all it is. And I mean, if you look at the origin story of biscuits and gravy, that's pretty much what it is. It's the leftovers. Add a little pork fat to it. Pour that on top of yesterday's dried old biscuits. And, well, people can have breakfast in the morning. Cuisine to be passed on through the generations. I think not. Good Humor, the brand themselves have decided to retire the song Turkey in the Straw. If you didn't know, which I didn't know before this morning, that song has direct ties to the blackface minstrel shows of old and is a bit of a tired relic, especially in 2020. So Good Humor went to the musician world to find somebody to write a brand new jingle. That individual would be none other than RZA RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. And here's his latest musical release. A new jingle for a new era. I just feel like I'm waiting for the bass to drop. Probably not going to happen. Those bells don't have the bass. They don't have the subwoofers, but they do have delicious ice cream. So I'm going to be keeping my ears out for a new signal. And that is your music news for this morning. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Left-handers day today. It is the day. It is the day that we need to come together to help out Ned Flanders. Homer Simpson's on the phone. Tell him I went out. He needs you to help Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders is in trouble. They say you can't hear an image, but every time I see the photo of that guy, I can hear that moment over and over in my head. Um, now I am, uh, I'm not a southpaw. I'm not, uh, left-handed. I kind of like have like a little bit of the ambidextrosity, but for sure going through school and, and using my right hand to write a whole lot more has developed the skill. So I mean, I'm definitely functionally super right-handed, like 90% of the population, only 10% of folks are left-handed. And that means that a lot of products are not meant for them. Spiral notebooks, scissors, can openers, tape measures, ballpoint pens, chainsaws, keyboards, especially with the number pad on the right-hand side, etc. There's so many different products that uh, just don't make a lot of sense, unfortunately, for left-handed folks. However, I've got some silver lining. There are some positives to being left-handed. Now, uh, left-handed people, according to a study, actually have better um, adult times in their life. 15% of uh, right-handed people uh, did not say that they were happy with. 86% of lefties did, for instance, with a 1% margin of error. Uh, Lefties also tend to make make more money than people who are right-handed, about 15 to 26% more, according to some studies. Take that one with a grain of salt or two. Uh, Left-handed people uh, oftentimes are better at sports. There is actually evidence to suggest that left-handed people can see better underwater and are more suited to multitasking and are more creative people in general. If you're left-handed, raise that hand to the sky and be proud about it. And enjoy the day that's all about you. Friday.
Foolproof from 2003. I was going to say 13. No, it's much older than that. 2003 wasn't really critically uh, lauded. You know what I mean? It wasn't loved very well by critics or fans, for that matter. And it was pre-big name Ryan Reynolds. We knew who he was then, but he wasn't of the A-list that we know him to be of now. Um, why am I talking about Foolproof from 2003? Well, that is an option for you on Ryan Reynolds' brand new streaming service. That's right, he's getting in on this. I mean, uh, he, he said before, there's too many of them. It's getting a little bit too confusing, and I totally agree. But he also understands a business move, and uh, so he has started up. Uh, it is called Mint Mobile Plus. Mint Mobile Plus. I don't know what that means. Sounds like it's just corporate speak and made-up jargon, but uh, you can go to mintmobileplus.com uh, right now, and you can experience what this new streaming service is all about. Again, why are we talking about foolproof? It's an option on there. It's the only option on there. Category after category after category. Uh, endless option after option after option to click on. But they're all just different images for the same movie, Foolproof, from 2003, starring Ryan Reynolds. And it's not very great. It's worth a watch if you've never seen it before. MintMobilePlus.com has you hooked up. But this is probably the funniest idea that I've heard in a long, long time. And I hope that he never, ever one-ups it and adds a single other movie. Not even Green Lantern. What the world needs now is a Frank Zappa box set. Okay, not really, but it's going to get one. Halloween 81 is the title, and it's going to focus on a series of October gigs from 1981, of course, from Frank Zappa at New York's Palladium venue. It'll be released digitally and as a six-CD set for the materialistically stuck like myself. I like me some liner notes. Uh, but new, new music is coming out from Weezer. In fact, it's uh, the first Bill and Ted movie in 29 years, so it's gotta have a 90s band backing it as uh, the theme song. Beginning of the End is the track that they have added to the soundtrack, and here is a taste. Oh, that guitar sounds very Bill and Ted. The movie itself moved up a week to actually coincide with the release of the soundtrack on August 28th. And that is your music news for this morning. I just found out something very uplifting. A cruise listener sent in a photo, texted in at 780 cruise That's 2789 if you're nasty. <laughs> um, but uh, basically letting me know uh, that's the Bob Lamb Bandstand. It's a mouthful. Bob Lamb Bandstand down in the Borealis Park, Sny Park area. And uh, it's been, it's seen better days as far as the design on it. I mean, I live pretty close to the area. I walk through there fairly often and have seen it kind of uh, post-flood with some damage from the ice flows and everything. But not only that, but, uh, you know, some really just terrible graffiti work. Like, really terrible, just not even tagging. Just, like, really just vandalism. <laughs> you know what? I can appreciate the artwork of a really beautiful graffiti tag. I can. But I do think that most of the time what we see around this town is single-color, badly scrawn out, uh, basically dog pee. <laughs> you know, and then that I mean like territorial pissings, as Nirvana put it in the song title. But I digress. The Bob Lamb Band stand, according to this photo, sent to me by a cruise listener, has been restored. 
It's actually like in pristine condition once again, which is going to be great for utilizing for some outdoor space, socially distant stuff, I hope, before the uh, the months get a little bit too cold. Very cool to see. And I know, I know it's the most futile gesture possible, but I do need to say it. I do need to put the plea out there. Now that it is nice, please let it just stay that way. It's, it's a beautiful part of the park. It's a nice part of the community, and uh, there's no need to just go and... Dog pee all over it. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.